Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris, or VeloSos on social media. Welcome back to Sober 50 Podcast on Soul Organized Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. On Soul Organized Style Podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Listeners, do you have an idea for a great new podcast? You can bring your idea to life and start your podcast today with Lipson. So Organized Style Podcast, that's us, has been on Lipson since August 2019 and they've helped me whenever I've really needed technical assistance. Big shout out from me to Dave and Elsie here. Lipson has everything you need to plan, launch and grow your podcast. Lipson provides some of the best resources created by expert podcasters who will show you everything you need to know, like what equipment you should use, how to record great audio, and how to get your show on Apple Podcasts and other popular platforms. As a friend of Soul Organized Style Podcast, when you sign up with Lipson, you get your first month of podcast hosting for free. Visit Lipson.com and use the code FRIEND, F-R-I-E-N-D. That's Lipson, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com and use the code FRIEND to get started and create your podcast today. Thanks for joining us again on Sober 50 Podcast on Soul Organized Style. Sober 50 intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. Listeners, just before we start, many thanks to our newest podcast patron, Diane. Thank you for supporting the technical costs of producing Soul Organized Style Podcast. Lou Sheffer, or at So Much to Design, is today's Sober 50 Podcast guest. And here she is. Lou, thank you for being today's Sober 50 guest. I'm very excited to be here and it's an honor to be asked, actually. Lou, how many times have you been a So Over 50 guest editor? I've been a guest editor twice now. My first time was last summer and then again this May. And how would you describe that process? Because a lot of listeners see the guest editors, hear from them, but they might just need that extra step of reassurance to then go ahead and DM Sober 50 to say, I've got a post. Well, the very first time I was a little bit more nervous, but I just connected with Sandy at the time was the person who had connected with me initially. So I messaged Sandy more the first time. I just asked whatever questions I needed to ask in order to understand the process. I find both Sandy and Judith are so open and helpful that it was just a relaxed, fun process. And once your post goes up, then the rest of it comes naturally because what you're doing is just responding to posts and to comments like we do with our own personal Instagram accounts, except now you're represented through a much larger community. So it becomes a conversation and it's really exciting. I love making coats. So from your perspective, what is it about coats and jackets that makes you want to sew them again and again? I think living in the West Coast of British Columbia, Canada, we have a very mild climate. And so coats and jackets are transitional pieces for me. They're worn all fall and winter. We don't get really cold out in the West Coast of BC. I always like to say we're like the Maui of Canada. (laughs) And so they're really, really useful. But I think coats more than anything They allow you to create something so you can express your individualism in a really unique way. 
And the coats that I worked on this winter, especially the ones where I was using fabric gifted to me from our uh, local provincial museum, I spent time trying to, I know it sounds, it sounds funny to say, but you you sort of feel the fabric and you express yourself. It's like fiber art. So I really enjoyed that process. And I find that coats and jackets, they have such impact when you wear them. They're a great way to think outside of the box as far as fashion and design. And they really give you an opportunity to create one of a kind pieces. And for me, if you think about putting together an outfit, they always say that the rule of thumb for any pulled together look is to have a third piece. So coats and jackets are that perfect third piece. They're that layer or that accessory that just kind of finish a look. And then they also help you to establish your own signature look as well. I think the fact that we sew our own clothes allow us a lot of freedom to be able to express ourselves through that third piece, which is the coat or the jacket. Yeah, absolutely. How did you develop your online name? A little bit of trial and error. When I first started on Instagram, I've only been on Instagram now. I think this was the beginning of my third summer. I definitely knew that I wanted to have the word sew in my name, because that's how I was finding other sewists online by entering that word. So I knew that that had to be embedded. And I started trying different combinations. But then I I just was reflective. And I knew that I was sewing and I knew that I was designing. And I had so many ideas in Mm. my head about what I wanted to make that from that so much to design actually just was an evolution of my thinking. And it's, it's become kind of one of my quotes now because I'll sign off on my blog or sign off on an Instagram that with the phrase, after all, there's so much to design. Well, that's brilliant. And thankfully it was available too. Yeah, it was, thankfully. Yeah. Where can we find you online? A couple of places. So Instagram at so much to design. And then I kept the same name for my sewing blog which was another learning curve for me. It it seems the last two and a half years has just been about me learning how to do things that I didn't know how to do. And so I started my sewing blog, which is also called So Much to Design. And that's where I really write in much more detail about the patterns that I'm making, the fabrics that I'm using, sewing techniques that I might be learning myself and connecting with people about my own sewing journey. What made you create the hashtag my makes for the month because it's really popular. I'm so excited that it's gaining momentum. After discovering this amazing sewing community online, I participated in a couple of challenges and I really enjoyed them. And I felt that it gave me another layer of connection to people. And it got me thinking, I mean, as an educator and a principal, I'm a planner and I'm an organizer. And so I thought, how can I take those skills but create something for others and run a challenge of my own. And I wanted something that would help other people to highlight their own skills, their own makes, and also help them to keep track of what they were sewing. It was really important to me when I created the challenge that there weren't too many parameters. I know that for myself, if there's too many criteria to follow or too many boundaries that I wasn't attracted to that challenge because I wanted something simple. And it was really important to me that it was an inclusive challenge. 
that people weren't eliminated because they only knit or they didn't sew. I, I really wanted everyone to feel like they could participate. And it was part of my mandate when I started sewing that I wanted to highlight independent pattern companies and fabric companies, especially those that are run by creative women. So I literally just connected on Instagram and through email and started connecting with sponsors. And the response is overwhelmingly positive. I have so much respect and time for our independent pattern companies and fabric companies. They are so responsive and so supportive of the challenge. And so once I had a few sponsors, my makes for the month was born. And once again, I looked for a hashtag that didn't exist because I wanted it to sort of be its own thing. So now we're in our second year. So we're a year and a half in and there's exponential growth every month. We have 90 sponsors this year, which is an average of seven prizes to give away every month. I think by the end of this year, we'll probably have close to $5,000 in prizes to give away, which is such a fun feeling. And the hashtag will probably this month hit 2,500 posts in just over 16 or 17 months, which is just so rewarding and exciting to be part of that community connection. It's a big congratulations to your developing it and also to everyone who's contributed to it as well. You know, I I think when you volunteer to do something, there's so much deeper reward and something that is that you can see growing and building. Yeah, I just find it very rewarding and it's good volunteer work. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, it's kept you going for a year and a half now. So (laughs) that's a good commitment on your part, too. Well, hopefully it'll keep going for a lot longer. I just need people to participate and then we're good. Does a person who wants to participate in the hashtag, do they need to have a public account to join in? Yes, because they don't necessarily need to have a public account to post to a hashtag. Mm -hmm. But in order for me to be able to contact them or to communicate with them, if they win, they have to have a public account. I've had a couple people who didn't, and I just sort of reached out and followed them and then asked them to make their account public. So it is a lot easier and the companies need to be able to communicate with them. It's good that you're able to do that. Personally, what made you start sewing? When you asked me this question, it's an emotional answer for me because my mom is what made me start sewing. So she was so talented. She was an amazing sewer. If I can be half as good as my mom, I will feel truly accomplished. I grew up just surrounded by her creativity and talent. And I dabbled in sewing in my teens and my early 20s, but I didn't have the patience. I rushed and, you know, I just wanted to make a skirt to go out dancing and uh, throw some elastic in a tube. And then after that, I entered, as many of us know, I entered the career, wife, family, children phase. And my sewing machine It came out for mending or to sew a quick Halloween costume. But other than that, it collected dust in the bottom of my closet. Two summers ago, my mom went into palliative care and I just set up my sewing machine and I just felt closer to her. And Mm -hmm. there was this really deep connection that was wonderful. So after she passed away, I just kept sewing. 
So now I find that I've gone from finding solace in sewing to just being ignited by this passion. And I never stopped. I love the creativity. And now almost three years later, I, I still feel like my mom is part of every garment that I make. And it's kind of this shared joy that I have and a connection that I feel I have with her, even though she's gone. That ongoing connection keeps the memory of her with you every day. Yeah, I just find that it's um, very heartfelt and special. And I think sewing gives us those gifts and we don't even realize that they're there until we start sewing and we find them. Yeah, great point. When did you discover the Sober 50 community? I remember it was August 2020. I had made I'd made a, a garment and my daughter, who's 22, she says, well, mama, you should post it on Instagram. And I'm like, I'm not putting something that I sewed on Instagram. <laughs> and so she, she coaxed me along and I can remember like taking my first picture, which was completely and utterly awkward. And then trying to figure out how to post it. I didn't even know what hashtags were. I didn't know anything. So I got a little tutorial from my daughter, Sydney, and it was one of the scariest things I think I've ever done because it just felt like you are exposing a part of yourself that's secret. It took a real leap of faith. I, and I think it still does, but it's good for us to build that confidence. And I found through hashtags and learning how to use Instagram, I found these talented sewists who I still follow today. And noticed that they were part of the So Over 50 community. And I got really excited because I thought, here's this group of women who I actually have something in common with, and I don't have to sew alone anymore. I loved what everybody represented. I loved what they believed in, and I wanted to be part of that. So it just seemed completely natural to join into a community that was so vibrant and try to find a way to contribute. And I've never stopped. (laughs) Sober 50 is a safe community and it is the sort of community that provides you with confidence to keep sewing and to stay visible. I love that age doesn't matter. Body shape doesn't matter. You can celebrate your own style, celebrate your own person. And that, like I said, inclusivity is really important to me. And I live and breathe that every day as an educator. So it was nice to find it for myself. That's great. Yeah. Have you achieved your ultimate sewing goal? (laughs) I don't know if we ever reach a finish line in sewing. Yeah. And I actually hope we don't. I'm really pleased with the amount of growth that, um, and the skills that I've gained over the last couple of years. And those seem to improve with every make. I think my elusive goal that I will continue to chase is to make a perfectly tailored pair of pants. I find, especially as I try to embrace (laughs) my body changes, losing my waist, being six feet tall, I'm kind of just a rectangle, really. Pants are difficult. So I'm saving that one for my retirement. It's going to take me a while and I'm okay with that. It'll be a fun journey. In your mind, what keeps you sewing? What's your motivator? Ever since I can remember, I've loved fashion. I've loved design. And I love being literally embedded in that 
in a creative process. I think my soul is so much happier when I'm creating something. I love clothes, but my body isn't built for ready to wear. It's not built for off the rack, Um, except for maybe shoes. I'm a six foot inverted triangle and my body spans three size ranges. And even psychologically, like those size ranges that I have to make are usually much larger than the average person because I have a six foot body. So that made shopping and ready to wear really, really difficult. And what I find is when I make clothes, they actually fit. So that keeps me sewing because I feel good about what I make and I feel great in my clothes. So that's pretty big motivation for any of us, I think. It's a huge motivator. Yeah. It's really helped me celebrate my body in a way that I've never experienced in my life, which is wonderful. And I know on the, on the homepage of my sewing blog, I wrote um, the amazing thing about sewing is that you aren't defined by what fits you. You define your style by what you create. And I, I guess that's my motto. Wear what you love, make what you love, and just keep going. That really fits in with your name of so much to design. Yeah. So before we finish up, yeah, there are going to be some listeners who have never made a coat. So what advice would you give them about making their first coat? I would say start with a straightforward, maybe a boxier cut that's not fitted and start with an unlined coat. So many pattern designers have these great canvas jackets, more like a jean jacket style. Choose a pattern that doesn't have too many pieces. Your two front pieces that have patch pockets or side pockets. If you're a bit more experienced, a yoke on the back can be a really nice fitting piece, but Mm. you can also get jackets that have just a back that's cut out on the fold. Then you can add the cuffs and the collars and and all of those things as you feel comfortable, but choose a go-to style that you're really drawn to. Choose a fabric that's easy to work with and not a fabric that's too precious to begin with. A nice twill or, or a denim, something that's not too thick or too heavy, doesn't have a pile like cord. So really simple pattern, really simple fabric that you love, and then just go for it. Just go for it. The pattern options are endless. The connections we can make on community to ask for help are always there. And you'll take this risk to be creative and you will just be so rewarded by it. Like I said, after all, there's so much to design. Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Lou, thank you so much for being on the podcast today for Sober 50. It was my pleasure and I hope I can come back. Oh, yes, please. And Mm -hmm. listeners, if you want to see more of Lou's coats, go to her account, which is so much to design. This episode for Sarah 50 podcast on Soul Organized Style was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Lou, sound by bensound.com. Listeners, if you want to provide a guest post for Sarah 50, make sure you direct message Judith and Sandy at the Sarah 50 account on Instagram. Also, keep an eye out for the next So 50 Live event that Bird and Molly are hosting. Remember, these So 50 Live events will always be available on the So 50 account. 
You can subscribe to Soul Good Night Style Podcast, but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free So Over 50 podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon so I can keep producing it for you. We look forward to joining you in your sign room next time. Stay safe, everyone.